Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Talk Trash with Valerie Cheney. We have been having some amazing conversation. And last episode, we had to do a part two because last episode, we would have had a two hour episode if we kept going on those accommodations. And so we decided, okay, let's just let's just have a part two of that and continue that conversation about accommodation. So where did we where did we leave off? Let's just do a quick recap because this is really real and this is important stuff. So what's the real issue with accommodations? Well, it comes out of need at the very at its very basic level, its origins are in need. And often we heard from the panel is need for acceptance, community, love, belonging. But why is that a problem? It's a problem not in the fact that there is a need, but the way we choose to satisfy the need becomes the problem and creates dysfunctional accommodations. So if every need, if every accommodation is attached to some type of need, that draws me to the conclusion that for every need, there is a decision point. There is a decision that has to be made. How will I choose to satisfy this? And will I continue to satisfy this need in a way that is dysfunctional for me? We talked about with accommodations, we have to make sure that we hold to our standard and even elevate or raise our standard because often in the process of becoming someone who accommodates, we begin to bring our standard down and accept the standard of those around us. And we simply must, if we are going to throw out this trash of accommodations, the accommodations that do not work and that are dysfunctional, we simply must be kind enough and loving enough to ourselves to prioritize ourselves. We heard that we've got to exchange dysfunctional activity for high leverage activity. And it's okay to do that slowly. I don't need you to try to listen to this podcast or the episode before it and try to bag up every accommodation that's ever occurred in your life. That's unrealistic. But move slowly, becoming 1% better every single day in identifying what I really want to have happen here. If nothing else, after season one, I want you to at least be able to identify what trash is in its various forms. If you can do that, you are off to the races. And we'll talk about some of this other stuff because we know we have a season two. We'll talk about some of this other stuff then. And then last, in terms of a recap, what I want to put out there was start looking at challenges as stepping stones. Mm. Do the work so that which presents itself today as a challenge can become the stepping stone and the launching pad for tomorrow. That's some of what we talked about in the last episode. So if you missed it, you need to jump back, listen to this, and then come back to this. 
because this is a really important topic and we are going to continue the conversation today, but I'm gonna set it up from a different perspective. If you listened to last episode, you heard these inklings around this term dehydration. The panel was bringing it up from a soul perspective, our minds and our, our emotions and from our in our bodies. And so I wanna land on that dehydration aspect of accommodations today. And so I have the full team back with me. I got Leah and Janine, and we're gonna keep this going. So welcome to the conversation. This is Let's Talk Trash with Valerie Cheney, and let's get this conversation started. And so accommodations can also be what I've learned from them and, and just getting these insights and revelation about this, Accommodations are a result of dehydration that occurs physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So how does this show up? How will I know if I am dehydrated? Your body gives you all kinds of signals and you can almost pinpoint that, right? We don't need a whole bunch of help with that. Our mouth gets dry or our saliva is, is really thick and white and we feel sluggish or we have a headache. And, you know, I'm going to let the science lady get into all of that in a little bit, but we, we can almost pinpoint it in our bodies. But how can we identify it when it's in our thoughts, when it's in our emotions? How can we figure out if we are dehydrated in those areas of our life. So here's a couple of things. I tossed out a couple around the body and I'm gonna let the expert on that handle that. So I gave you a few there, but let me give you a couple that show up mentally and start to think, could I be dehydrated? When you're dehydrated mentally, most of your thoughts are negative, in your mindsets and perceptions. Dehydrated minds are minds with a victim mentality. If you heard last week, I'm about to corroborate everything that Vorlia said. Dehydrated minds make settling choices. Dehydrated minds make poor choices. Dehydrated minds have the biggest egos you have ever seen. They function out of a sense of narcissism and arrogance. All of those are examples of a dehydrated mind. So what does that look like in our emotions? Oh, that can show up as anger, hostility, confusion, insecurity, neediness, anxiety, shame, guilt. Just a couple of examples of being dehydrated. And so accommodations become this breeding ground for entitlement on the other side. Somebody enters your life or somebody who's always been in your life begins to see you as someone who is dehydrated in these areas consistently and constantly making accommodations, settling, functioning as a victim. Your mindsets and perceptions of yourself and the world around you are negative. 
You're making poor choices. You have become a breeding ground for the entitlement of others. Why? Because you are teaching people, you are teaching people that they are entitled to a certain access in your life that perhaps they should not have. And I want to be real, real with you on the outset. It is not their fault. If there is somebody in your space, them five people, 10 people closest around you, we talked about and heard about last episode, if they are functioning with you from a place of entitlement, it is not even their fault. It's yours because you created it. You created it with every limiting, settling, poor choice from the victim chair that you have ever made. And so today, with that in mind, I want to try to bring some solutions to the dehydration problem, ladies. So let's talk about this. This is the same question straight across the board. Janine, how do we solve the physical dehydration problem? I love this question. Oh my gosh. And and Miss Valerie, one of the things you just said is is that those limiting beliefs, right? And so, you know, we 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 not only teach people how to treat us, but how we treat ourselves teaches people how to treat us. Yes, right? And that's very profound. So, if you're, you know, if your day is full of accommodations, then people will see you as accommodating. But if your day is full of high leverage activity, then people, the people that also perform that high leverage activity to get from point A to point B, their energies will be pulled to yours, right? Because like attracts like, okay? And I want to say too, that in terms of the physical, um, hydrating on the daily is a high leverage activity. So much so that I carry around this, right? I know you got yours. There we go. My team, 32 ounces. I, I drink at least four of these a day, right? Now, you know, I want to say this on the days that I don't get it in. I do. I do. I suffer a little bit from the consequences. So let me go through that on the body dehydration, loss of strength and stamina. Okay. Uh, urinary kidney problems, right? Fatigue, sluggishness, low electrolytes like potassium and sodium, which help carry electrical signals from all from cell to cell, right? This can lead to involuntary muscle contractions and muscle cramps, right? So let me go over that again. Some of these things that happen to our bodies when we're not hydrating, urinary kidney problems. You could be fatigued, you know, fatigued, have a sluggishness, low electrolytes like potassium and sodium, they carry electrical signals from cell to cell. And this can lead to also involuntary muscle contractions, muscle cramps. Check your hydration, okay? Now, if you're like me, I'm a weirdo. I get up in the morning, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to be graphic, fam, but I check what my urine looks like in terms of color, right? Now you can go online and you can Google urine hydration chart and it'll give you a chart and it'll tell you what to look for in terms of color. You want that to be almost clear in the morning, right? The darker that is, the more dehydrated you are. That is just a fact. So that's a real easy way to know whether you're hydrating enough um, a little bit more on what the dehydration does to the body. Let's talk about the brain. This is really important. Short-term memory loss. 
okay? Brain fog, impaired ability for the brain to convert tryptophan into serotonin. Let me break that down. Here we go. This okay. is one of the moments. <laughs> so tryptophan is a helper amino acid and serotonin is a chemical that carries messages between nerve cells in the brain throughout your body, right? And tryptophan helps serotonin function. And when your brain is dehydrated, both of those mechanisms are impaired, right? Super important. So, Amino acid. so hold, 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 hold. You know, Go I just gotta like, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, I'm hearing something here. Am I hearing you basically tell me that my ability to make decisions slows down when my brain is dehydrated? Is that 100%? Okay. The ability to make decisions and the ability for the brain, the brain's warning system to even kick in, right? So, you know, there could be something else wrong in the body, but if that electrical system is impaired because you're dehydrated, your your brain may not even be able to tell you that something is, is wrong. Something else is wrong. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you want to oh, make oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Like popping right now with questions. Yeah. So talk to me about how this factors in to a lot of the chronic disease oh, yeah. that yeah. we have. I'm going to just go with this country, right? Yeah. How's this factor into a lot of common disease? I'm just going to pick on, on the common, common ones that are so very, very chronic, right? Yeah. Diabetes, yeah. heart mm-hmm. disease, mm-hmm. obesity, mm-hmm. high blood pressure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How is this connected or is it connected? And I know you're not a doctor and we're yeah. not trying to give yeah. medical sure. advice or sure. anything. I'm just sure. thinking, wait a minute. She just said when those two things, tryptophan and serotonin, serotonin mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. not functioning because of dehydration, the body may not be getting the warning signals that it needs soon enough. So could some of this chronic inflammation that's running around in our bodies producing some of these chronic diseases be a function of that slowed down or suppressed warning system? Absolutely. And I'd love to address that because I mean, my personal belief as a researcher in aging is that the, the, the thing that's going to maybe challenge the human race as we go forward is the idea of inflammation. And so many things are connected to inflammation and so many conditions that you mentioned, Valerie, are, are made worse by inflammation. And we know that if your body is well hydrated and well fueled and you're eating low inflammatory fuels like low glycemic foods like that we use on our plan, we know that all of those things are made better. So for instance, um, you know, incidence of diabetes can drop if you're well hydrated and you're eating better, right? Incidence of heart disease, right? Even if your genetic gun is loaded, like mine was with diabetes, um, hydration is key because it helps every, every function in the body function better, right? We're water creatures. We have how much, you know, 98% water, <laughs> right? We're mostly water, right? And if we start to dehydrate, the very element that our bodies need for every system to function well is really, you know, is is really we're dehydrated, right? And we're not functioning. Even like a simple act of removing toxins from the body, urinating toxins out in the morning, right? That build up at night while we sleep. Hydration is key, right? That's all key. Um, we so know that- another question right here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So could- 
a 1% better activity around this be substitute one drink a day, substitute one cup of coffee, one cup of tea, one soda for yeah. water. Could that have a, could that, that simple 1% activity have any impact as a starting point? I would say 100%, you know, because what we're doing right now is we're, you know, the short-term uh, fix to an energy level problem or a hunger problem. A lot of times people feel hungry. They're actually thirsty, right? At, you know, that's a thing you have to make sure, you know, if you start to feel hungry and you're like, wait a minute, I just ate, maybe I'm dehydrated. Let me, let me hydrate a little bit and see if that hunger will go away. A lot of times it does. And in terms of the problem with obesity, we know that we can, we can burn fat better on a well-hydrated body, right? If your body is dehydrated, you're in fight or flight mode, right? Your body doesn't know when it's going to get that next water, when it's going to get that next meal, right? So it starts to shut down, right? The primal brain steps in and it stops metabolizing, right? It says, okay, we're running from a saber-toothed tiger right now. We can't, we're not getting any water. We're not getting the right nutrition. Let's stop metabolizing. We're just going to slow down, right? So this is our 10,000 year old biology responding to how we're living today. So to address that question, uh, Valerie, the, the caffeine, you know, I drink coffee every morning, but I don't drink coffee excessively. Um, I don't drink soda at all, right? Um, we know the detrimental effect that has on the body. And so 1% better, just replacing one soda with water. And if, you know, the thing is understanding that we're creatures of habit. So if your brain craves the bubbles, okay, we can work with that, right? Give your brain flavored water, right? No sugar, right? Naturally flavored water, give it the bubbles, but don't give it the rest of the garbage that's in the soda, right? So understanding that we're creatures of habit, right? If your brain is craving something, find the best version of that to give yourself, right? And then you can start to wean yourself off a little bit, right? Excellent. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. That was fantastic. Right. Well, Leah, to you, same question, but now, right? Swoop, swoop, swoop. So sweet that for us. How do we solve this? I said mental dehydration is negative mindsets and perceptions, a victim mentality, settling choices, poor choices, ego, narcissism, arrogance. Emotional dehydration can show up as anger, hostility, confusion, insecurity, being needy, anxious, shameful, guilty. How do we solve that dehydration problem in that part of ourselves? Yeah, and so really good um, question again. Um, and uh, one of the things that I keep hearing in all of the episodes is this whole shutdown mm -hmm. Right. And um, Janine was just talking about, um, you know, dehydration, how it causes our bodies to shut down and, and all of these symptoms, um, these behaviors that you just described are actually a part of our soul shutdown. Mm. Right? And um, and so uh, I really when I thought about dehydration um, as it pertains to the soul, I thought about the symptoms of the physical body. Right. And so Janine mentioned some, um, but um, when she specifically, she talked about eliminating waste. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And so um, it's important, just this whole talk trash, how do you remediate dehydration in the soul? Listen, listen in to these less talk trash. Well, because it is important for us to eliminate the waste, the emotional baggage that we carry, just like our bodies have to eliminate. And she talked about the color, the color, right? So if um, in our uh, discharge of things, if it's really dark, if we're coming out with some dark sayings, some dark thoughts, all of those things, listen, we have to assess we must assess even our trash. When you put the trash out, don't you don't you like kind of look in the trash to see what's in the trash? You got to make sure that you're not throwing out um the right stuff. Make sure that what you're throwing out is the trash, right? Well, make sure what you're throwing out is the trash. And so when we talk about, you know, eliminating, we have to eliminate just like your body must eliminate waste. We've got to eliminate. How do we do that? How do we eliminate this waste? If you don't know how, listen in to Let's Talk Trash because every week we are walking through um, the different things, right, that need to be eliminated, um, um, recognized and eliminated. The other thing about dehydration with the body is it causes this dry skin, it causes this dry skin. And so that made me think about, you know, sometimes we have things that's under our skin, right? That's under our skin, that's making our 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 um our skin a little brittle. You know, we can't take nothing, we can't take much, um, we can't take criticism, we can't, how do we do that? We need to begin to um identify those things that are under our skin. What um, you know, somebody's name. Um, and that's that's going to lead me to somebody. The mention of somebody's name, the mention of a place, the mention of a time, a song, whatever the case, right? And these things are under our skin, which leads to another symptom of dehydration is issues with the heart. Well, right, so Janine? Hold on. I, I got to jump, can I jump, can I jump yes. in on this? Because <laughs> I got to jump in on you, this. She is the connection queen right now. She oh, is connecting everything. <laughs> I'm just blown away. I'm feeling a connection here (laughs) to the reactions and responses that we talked about a couple episodes ago when we talked about the dryness, right? The under your skin and how you can tell through your reactions if you are dry ground. And that dry ground is kindling right? It is just kindling fodder waiting to be ignited. That's right. And so I got, I just gotta, I, I, I gotta just say this for all you people out there who are afraid to cry, (sighs) you are dry ground, kindling fodder waiting to be ignited. Yes. If you are afraid, you think it's not manly to cry. You think as a woman, this is a sign of weakness to cry. I challenge you yes. on that, that it is not. Just as our tears are designed to wash out 
particles and irritants in our eyes, that same function of crying that shows up in our physical anatomy and the job it does, it is the same job that it does in our soul. That is the lotion for your dryness. You might want to start to let that garbage out Yes. And cry. Yes. I'm just saying. And, and that was that was going to lead me to the heart issues. And so we have to begin to deal with these matters of our hearts when we're holding on to unforgiveness, when we're just refusing, right? Unforgiveness does not impact the person that you don't forgive. Trust me, they are doing Trust quite me. well. The unforgiveness in us is really causing this state of dehydration because, listen, when you shut down, when you close your heart, nothing can get in. And what's necessary to nurture a a healthy heart, not just physically, but spiritually as well, um, is, uh, is love. And you can't receive anything if you're shut down. If you're closed, you're not receiving anything that, listen, can water, can water your heart. And it led me to um, this whole thing. Another thing about, and you hit on it so good, Valerie Cheney, um, about dehydration causes sunken eyes. Eyes. We can't see. You can't see, nor will you release the tears that will give you that emotional release. Tears, tears, uh, God gave us tears, yes, to help cleanse. um, And I'm seeing that my... Um, to help cleanse uh, particles out of our eyes and things like that. But the other purpose of our tears is to release is to release. And so um, when we do not release, and it might seem like a misnomer or a paradox that I'm holding on to something, so I shouldn't be dehydrated. But what I'm holding on to is a fire that is like on the inside, just burning everything up. And I need it extinguished. And the only way to extinguish it is to release the tears. Releasing the tears will clear our perspective, will clear our perspective and help us to see. Ultimately, dehydration in the spirit man causes double-mindedness, causes double-mindedness. And what we have to do to eradicate the dehydration causing this double-mindedness is we must find our watering source. Yes, ma'am. We must find our watering source. Where are we watered? And and it goes back to what Janine was saying. Um, How do we get watered? We get watered, you know, again, I'm a pastor. So I'm going to tell you that the scripture says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me beside what? Still waters. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. There is a river. (laughs) We can bring it to you that way too. You know, and so we have to find our watering source. We and and we must drink often. We yes. must drink often. The Bible tells us about the wells of salvation. Yes. How that we draw with joy. We draw from the wells of salvation. Listen, we've got to drink often. We cannot deny ourselves this um, life-giving water. Is a life-giving necessity. And yes, it is. We. Um, if we uh, neglect to give ourselves that that life-giving necessity, then we will be dehydrated and suffer 
um, all throughout, not just our bodies, our minds, our will, our emotions, which is which comprises our soul. And um, we would just be jacked up. And I'm going to end with this, that many, many years ago, I was in my 20s. And again, I'm a Christian and, and I received a prophetic word. I, re I received a prophetic word that seemed like, what? My response to it was, what kind of? But someone said to me, the Lord said, the Lord says, listen to this, drink eight ounces, eight, eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day. That was the prophetic that word. That was the word. That was the prophetic word to that me. That was the word. Like, Around some drinking eight ounces. There eight, you go. Eight ounce glass, 64, 64 ounces, ounces a day. Every day. Mm -hmm. An Minimum. instruction. Minimum. An instruction for your health. For my help, he saw coming in the future that he saw that, that he saw. But because I'm so spiritually minded, right? I'm looking at that like, what kind of? Because that wasn't deep enough for you. It wasn't deep enough. It wasn't deep enough. But guess what? It was. It was wise enough. Yes. It may not have been deep enough, but it was wise enough. And I brought that that out to say that um, you know God has a way. God has a way of showing us the connection between his love and his care for us and how he will minister to us concerning these bodies. He's concerned about our temple. He will minister to us about these bodies. And there is a sure connection between our body, the wealth, the, the upkeep of our body and the upkeep of our soul. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. Amen and amen on that sweep that across your soul okay so now here's here's i'm gonna I'm just kind of bring because i'm about to just jump out of this seat as you can see and so i want to before i get into some of the practical things you can start to think about from a coach perspective i want to tie one more thing into this soul sweep prayer prayer times and and let's let's just demystify let's just pull all the religious wrappings off of the word prayer and call it what it really is have daily conversation so that you can receive daily instruction about how to solve your personal dehydration problem Prayer is all mystified and religious, and it is a conversation. It is a relational interaction where just like I'm conversing and sharing with Janine and Volia today, it's the same kind of thing. I'm just doing it with my heavenly father. It is relational. Have a conversation daily and get your necessary water for yourself, right? And so, all right, here's, here's how from a coaching perspective, how can we start to solve this dehydration problem? We've now shared with you some indicators, right? Some markers, some checkpoints. Look at your life and identify specifically where you're dehydrated. Then ask yourself the question, 
What can I do today to start to change it? And then do one thing, right? And so here are some of, of my last thoughts. I shared in the very beginning and everything that Janine shared and everything that Borlea shared comes back to what I said. All accommodations are a result of a need and every need has a decision point. So you have to decide to eliminate the accommodations that are dysfunctional in your life, you have to decide to eliminate the accommodations that are dysfunctional rather than live with the pain of allowing them to continue. You've got to be able to decide, I will no longer live with this accommodation, even if in the moment there is temporary pain and I'm going to tell you, it takes courage to do this. It takes courage to do this because pain can loom ominous, right? We make decisions for two reasons. Psychology says we make decisions for two reasons, to increase pleasure and avoid pain. And I'm telling you to do a, an activity, to make a decision that in the moment and temporarily might actually increase pain. But you've got to forego, right? This is a moment of delayed gratification. This is a moment of delayed gratification that I will accept the pain of my decision to eliminate and throw out an accommodation so that I can live in the peace and prosperity and purpose and fulfillment and thrive in the days to come. My second thought about this, we talked about in the last episode, it's time to raise the standard. Stand up for your needs, even if you have to stand alone. Stand up for your needs. I know part of the accommodation is because of this need for acceptance and community and belonging. But if it is dysfunctional and destructive, it is time to stand up for what you need, even if you have to stand alone. And that's a scary thought. But again, it's worth it. It's worth it. You have to choose to no longer be assaulted. Yes, I said assaulted by bad choices, the opinions of others, and the current culture. The best salmon that we eat, I don't know why this popped into my head, but it just did. The best fattiest salmon that we eat is because the salmon swim against the current and it builds the muscle and the texture in the fish that makes it more delicious. Now, if you don't like salmon, that metaphor is not gonna work for you. But the principle is the same. When you swim against the current, 
you begin to build muscle and resiliency. And there is a thriving that starts to happen in your life. Choose to no longer be assaulted by bad choices, the opinions of others, and this current culture. Next, have the tough conversations that you need to have with the people around you to recalibrate those relationships to align with what you need. Have the tough conversations. They don't have to be hard when you understand how important they are. You simply must communicate what is and is not working in those relationships. And you don't have to do it in a confrontational, you know, just negative, angry sort of way. Share with people the way we're functioning used to work, but I don't live like that anymore. So I need X instead. And they either gonna be down with it or they're not. But you need to communicate it because remember I said, it's not their fault that they are entitled or feel entitled to certain things as it pertains to you and from you. You create that when you accommodate it, okay? Here's another thought. The door into your life is within your jurisdiction. What do I mean? You get to decide what comes in and what goes out. You're not a victim. Inform people, this is how I function now. And we don't have to do that with arrogance. I can say, Janine, I no longer go to XYZ because I found that that is, you know, it disrupts my sleep or it is a problem for me or it's causing me financial pain to do those things, right? It is, it actually frees you up for other things in your life. You have to inform people, this is how I function now and let them know what you have outgrown. They are not psychic. If you don't tell them I've outgrown getting high, I've outgrown drinking every night, I've outgrown whatever it is that you've been accommodating and for us to continue to vibe, I'm going to need to function this way with you. And they're either going to be able to accept it or they won't. Couple other things to wrap this up. Understand that eliminating accommodations is as much for other people as it is for you. Why? Because when you are in a mode of accommodating, they are actually not getting the best of you. So it is as much for them as it is for you. And then lastly, many of us in various different ways, you hear us talking about it in our own transparency with you to help you. Many of us have been victimized in our lives. But I'm here to tell you today, we are not a victim. I am not what happened to me. You are not what happened to you. And the moment that you stand up 
out of the victim seat. A lot of the trash that's hanging on you and has you tethered to that victim seat will drop off the moment you can say to yourself, I am not what happened to me. Say it right now in your kitchen, in your bedroom, in your car, wherever you're on your job, run to the bathroom right now, let the tears flow and tell and declare, I am not what happened to me. You are free. You get to decide. You are the governor of your own life and soul. This is your jurisdiction. You have authority. You have power. Exercise it. Exercise it and remove the dysfunctional accommodations. Start today, 1% at a time. And I'm gonna leave you with this final thought because I feel this so strong in my spirit that we need to go deeper for some of those who want this on the more spiritual level. And I'm praying, I am praying right now I'm in conversation with my CEO about a Let's Talk Trash ministry experience that would be in person. More to come as I get instruction and direction around that, more to come. But we're going to start with a hike and see what happens there and see how we can move forward. Until next time. We love you all. That's why we're doing this. We love you all. Continue to stay with us. And until you can make every day trash day, we will see you again soon. Bye now.